Hallelujah. God bless you in the mighty name of Jesus. I'm going to show you how to discern and be delivered from a spirit of death. You may have a spirit of death influencing your life, your mind, your decisions, your soul, and you may not even know it. First off, what is a spirit of death? It's a spirit that comes to kill and destroy. It's a spirit that wants to take your life. It wants to fill you with suicidal thoughts. It wants to crush you and it wants to take the abundant life that Jesus has promised you. I'm going to get right into it. How to discern a spirit of death. I'm going to give you four keys on how to discern the spirit of death. And then I'm going to give a prayer for you to be delivered. If you are discerning after you hear these keys, hey, yeah, I I am dealing with this spirit of death and I do have these thoughts and I do think these things or see these things. I have a prayer for you at the end to be delivered. And then I'm going to tell you how to stay delivered. So first off, number one key on how to discern a spirit of death is what do you see or what do you envision? What you are seeing is very important. If you go throughout your day and you see different ways that you can end your life, different ways you can kill yourself, maybe you're driving down the freeway and you see yourself just, you know, taking a wrong turn and crashing into another car. You see yourself just driving off a cliff or you're sitting at school or at work and you see yourself jumping out of a building or you see yourself hanging yourself then you are dealing with the spirit of death if you are envisioning these suicidal thoughts. You are being influenced by a spirit of death. Number two question I have for you is what are your dreams like? Your dreams will reveal things to you. Your dreams will show you what spirits may be influencing you. Not always. Sometimes you just watched a horror movie and I pray that if you're you're in the kingdom of God, you're not watching horror movies, right? You have a clean eyes and a pure heart and you're being very wise with what you choose to watch. But maybe you saw something on social media that was just deadly. It was, you know, uh, bloody and gory and you didn't want to see it, but you saw it and now it's being manifested in your dreams. So that's a little bit different from what I'm talking about by what your dreams are like. This is for someone who's, whose eyes have been cleansed and washed by the blood, who's not watching horror movies, and but is choosing to live a life that is holy. Holy mean, meaning separate. Holy means you're separate. You're separate. You're sanctifying. You're just, you're just set apart from this world. Holy doesn't mean you're talking in King James Version saying how great thou art, right? Holy means you've been chosen and set apart to do the will of God, to serve him, to seek him, to praise him, and to bless him in all that you do. But number two, what are your dreams like? 
So if you are having dreams where there's people chasing you, people that want to kill you, or maybe dreams where you are killing yourself, you're just being attacked by people with hoods and your dreams are being attacked by shadows, dark figures with knives. There's a lot of blood in your dreams. You may have fear in these dreams or you may not have a spirit of fear. But either way, you still may have a spirit of death influencing you in your life. A lot of times, our dreams are just backed by a spirit. They're backed by the spirit that we were fellowshipping with throughout the day, or they're backed by the thoughts that we were thinking throughout the day. So if you're having these dreams, you are being influenced by a spirit of death. Number three is what language do you use? You may say, Andrew, I'm not a dreamer, I'm not a visionary, but you have a language. If you're speaking things like just end it now or kill me now, God, take my life. Elijah in 1 Kings 19, he speaks these things and he says, Lord, end it now. Take my life. I'm no better than my father's. So sometimes a spirit of death, it comes from shame or guilt. It comes from Adam and Eve knowing that they just sinned in the garden instead of coming to God and saying, God, I messed up. God, I made a mistake. God, I need your grace. God, I need you to cleanse me and wash me from this. Now they're hiding from God in the garden because they know that they're naked. If God has exposed your nakedness, take it to him. Bring it to him and say, God, clothe me, clothe me in white garments, clothe me with the blood of Jesus, wash me and make me clean. So what language are you using? If you're speaking words of death, because the word says life and death are in the power of the tongue. So if you're speaking death over yourself, saying, you know, I'd rather be dead. I'd rather be dead than do this. I'd, I'd rather be dead than serve God. I'd rather be dead than work on uh, the holidays. I'd rather, I'd rather be dead than go to work. I'd rather be dead than go to school. I'd rather just end my life. I'd rather stop living. I'd rather just end it all now. This is a language of death. And those are just a few examples of how your tongue may be speaking death and your tongue is being influenced by a spirit of death, driven by death and not actually by life. The light has no fellowship with the darkness. You're either fellowshipping with a spirit of light, a purity, a light, a holiness, a shining bright within you, because out of the heart will flow rivers of living water for those who believe in Jesus out of their heart and out of their mouth will flow good things. But when you are being influenced by a spirit of death, your language will change. Moving on into number four, way to discern this spirit. Maybe you're not a visionary. Maybe you're not a dreamer. Maybe you, you're you not even a speaker. You don't even talk a lot, but you're having thoughts because this spirit will begin in the thoughts. It will want to plant and lay eggs in your mind. So what are you thinking? 
You're just thinking about wanting to end your life. You're thinking about wanting to escape and get away from it all. You're thinking about wanting to take the fast track to heaven. You're thinking about wanting to just leave and end it. Or you're thinking about suicide. What are you thinking, wishing, and desiring? Where are your desires? What are you wishing for at the end of the day? We see in 1 Kings, coming back again to 1 Kings 19, Elijah has this exhaustion. Exhaustion falls upon him because he's running from a death threat from Jezebel, and now he himself wants to end his life. But because of this exhaustion, he and God sends an angel to give him a cake, and he takes a nap. And then he wakes up, he has another cake, and he gets some more rest. So sometimes a spirit of death just comes from exhaustion. It comes from working too much and not actually resting and abiding and dwelling in Christ. No matter what it is that God has assigned for you to do, you got to know that you can do nothing apart from him, that he is the vine and you are the branches and you are called to abide and to rest in his presence. So what are you thinking? These are four ways to discern a spirit of death. What are you envisioning? What kind of dreams are you having? What language are you using? And what are you thinking, wishing, and desiring? Now, after hearing these four ways to discern a spirit of death, let's talk about now, how can the spirit of death come? We saw Elijah had a spirit of death just because of exhaustion and he was actually getting death threats from a Jezebel. A Jezebel is manipulative, is controlling, and a Jezebel can lead to you, you know, wishing death over yourself, especially if you're an Ahab where you're more, you know, submissive and laid back and you're more susceptible to being controlled by another spirit. We see that Judas not only desired to hang himself, Matthew 27, but he hangs himself, right? He goes through with it. Why? Because of shame. If you're experiencing shame, you got to know the scripture in 1 John 1, 9, that Jesus is faithful and just to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. If you do what? If you just confess your sins, religion wants you to hide your sin and tuck it in the closet, but relationship wants you to say, Father, I made a mistake. Here's my sin, God. I'm giving it all to you. Cleanse me of this. Cleanse me of this sin. Rid me. Make me white and pure and clean like you, Jesus. So you got to know that he is faithful and just because you may have a Judas moment where you sold Jesus out just for a little extra, just for 30 pieces of silver. And now you're having this shame and now you want to hang yourself and you want to end it. I rebuke that in Jesus' name. Jonah also fellowships with a spirit of death in Jonah chapter 4. He wants to end his life because he's running from his his God-given purpose. He's running from his God-given talent, his God-given 
calling. So instead of submitting to God and stepping into his purpose and his commission from God, he's running. And apart from his purpose, he is experiencing suicidal thoughts, thoughts of death. But God sends some different vessels. He sends a, a, a whale to spit him back up. He sends a weed or actually a plant to cover him and then uncover him. So that way the heat could beat on him. So that way Jonah's eyes can be opened. So there's different reasons why we may be fellowshipping with a spirit of death. So if you've discerned that this is you, now let me pray for you. Let me pray for your deliverance that this spirit would be cut off from your midst. In Jesus' name, I just pray that the hand of the Father will fall upon you. I pray that suicidal thoughts will be broken in Jesus' name, that every spirit of death, darkness, every weight upon you will be lifted off in the mighty name of Jesus, that every doubt must flee in Jesus' name. Every hindering spirit, every dark spirit has no power over you in Jesus' name, but I pray for you that you will be renewed in your mind, that the word of God would enlighten the eyes of your soul that the word of God would lift you up, that the garment of heaviness would be removed, and that God would cloak you with the garment of his praise, that you would boast and praise the Lord and worship him even when you don't feel like it, even when you feel heavy, even when you feel like your flesh is taking over, you will still continue to pray and worship God and bless him for his goodness, for his kindness for the blood of Jesus. I pray that God covers your mind with the blood of Jesus. I pray that God covers your heart with the blood of Jesus. He covers your thoughts with the blood of Jesus. He covers your dreams. He covers your eyesight and he covers your vision with the blood of Jesus, that you do not be conformed to this world, but that you be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you choose to think different, that you choose to speak different, that you choose to walk and move different for Jesus and for the glory of God, because you have a calling, you have a purpose, and you will submit to that calling. You will not run like Jonah, but you will come under submission to the calling and the position and the ministry that God has ordained for you. In Jesus' mighty name, hallelujah, praise God. Now, if you were experiencing a spirit of death, how can you stay delivered? Because it's one thing to be delivered and to discern this, but now how can you stay delivered and walk in your deliverance? Father, deliver me from the evil one this day. In order to, to walk in your deliverance, there has to be a renewing of the mind. Day after day, you have to renew your mind. When you now discern that you're envisioning thoughts of death or that you're wishing 
uh, suicidal things or that you have this uh, suicidal shame or a suicidal exhaustion or you're envisioning or dreaming thoughts of death. Now you can discern these things and you can choose to be renewed in your mind. Choose to speak God's promises over your life that God works out all things for good to those who love you, to those who have been called according to the purpose of God, that those who endure temptation will be given a crown of life, that you have an assignment and a purpose. You have to speak and believe and envision God's calling and his purpose for your life. Envision the light of Jesus Christ shining in you, that you are the salt of this earth and the light of this world, and you can can't take a light and put it under a lampstand, but you got to take that light and you got to put it on the hill for all to see. So I pray that the light would just shine and the light would renew your mind as you get in your word. It's very important to number one, be in the word, to have a community. Dedicate yourself to a community of believers because you don't want to hang out with other people that are also speaking death, who are also having visions of death. In order for you to be delivered, hang around other people who are delivered themselves and they are filled with the light and the promises of God. Because you can be delivered in one season, but now, you know, the next winter comes around and it's a dark season and maybe you're alone and the spirit of death wants to come back. But God desires for you to discern this, for you to come against it, take your power and authority in the spirit and proclaim his promises because God has a purpose and a calling for you. Hallelujah. God bless you, my friend. Thanks for watching. If this blessed you, share it with someone who you know needs to hear this. Hit the like button and hit subscribe if it's your first time here. Hallelujah. Praise God. I'll see you soon. Bye-bye.